Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, While you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, it's Paul Meyerhog from the Comedy Network and Comedy Central. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Hey, it's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 119 for Wednesday, August 21st, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How you guys doing? You having a great week so far? You enjoying the uh, the approach of the back-to-school season if you have kiddos, or maybe just, you know, the calendar, you see August, and you see that we're nearing the end, you go, mm, got that gloomy feeling. Well, for, for those of you who are, are concerned about that, uh, you know, theoretically speaking, uh, summer goes well into September. Last day of summer is like well into September. So, um, you got time left. Uh, I just got home from Toronto. I've been home for less than 24 hours and I am happy to be home. Of course, recording this on Tuesday. Um, and I have lots to talk about guys. Um, you know, I'd love for this to be a short episode cause I have so much unpacking and renormalizing to do, but, uh, there's lots to talk about, so we'll see how it goes. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. We've got some, I'm talking about all sorts of fun stuff. I, um, I hung out with some friends. I went on a trip to see more last, last episode. I was talking with my friend, Vanessa. I was at her house in London. Um, and so of course, after that episode, we had some fun, um, you know, said our goodbyes. And then the next day I went to, uh, you know, do my show and then left for the Niagara region. Um, I, I did a ton of shows, saw some friends, um, you know, what else happened? There's a lot, a lot. So, so buckle up and we'll talk about a bunch of different things. Um, but getting started, my, uh, I'm, I am doing my, uh, I'm still in the process of my, my aligners in my face and they're, they're feeling very weird, uh, just today. And just since I put them back in after breakfast. So I don't know if my teeth are just renormalizing, but it feels like they're in the way of something today. I don't know what's going on. So, I was doing shows and I could see like little, little bits of, you know, I, I switched them over midweek, not midweek, sorry, mid, uh, mid trip to Toronto. So on the Sunday I went from one, uh, set to the next set and I could see with this most recent set when I was still speaking, uh, like little, little flicks of, of spittle coming out of my mouth. And it was just because the spotlights are on me. Right. So just like when you see the little bits of, you know, little, little flecks of dust when the sun's coming in at a certain angle in your windows, you can just see little, little flecks of dust every now and again, floating around. My mom used to call them sunbeans with an N like cool beans. Um, and it was like, Oh, what's that? Oh, it's sunbeans. <gasps> sunbeans. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but it's dust, it's dust in the air. I don't know if you fancy people with maids are like, Oh, we've never seen those. Well, you know what? You missed out on something, a little bit of flavor of life when it comes to that shit. But yeah, that's the kind of thing. It's basically the kind of thing. Like I'm like, I don't think anyone could see, but it was right, right in front of my face and the spotlights were there. I'm like, I could see it. And, um, you know, it makes you self-conscious on stage. I remember I, I originally, 
decided I was going to do this because every now and again, I would say something and I would hit like a hard S and there'd be this whistle sound that would come out of it. And I figured it was just because of the way my two front teeth had sort of been crooked. Maybe the air was passing through and weird, but you know what? For the first time since I started this process, uh, my teeth are almost done. They're much, much straighter. And, uh, I actually was talking and I heard a little, a little whistle. It wasn't like one of the crazy loud ones like I've had, but I heard a little whistle. I was like, you know what? If I did all this and that shit still happens, yeah, that would suck big time because, uh, I don't even have a problem with it. I can, I can joke my way out of an awkward situation, but the problem is, is that you're telling a joke and you're building up and you got momentum going and then you go to say something and it just a big whistle happens. People either think that you meant to do it and they don't get why that's in the joke or it completely derails the momentum. You got to stop and you can't just not address it. Like it didn't happen because everyone's like, what, what was the whistle thing for? So Yeah. If that still happens when this is all over, um, I quit. I quit. Com- <laughs> I quit comedy. Um, sorry, to keep whacking away here. I've got my my highlighter in my head. I got a big list of stuff that we're going to talk about this week. All right, so let's just get right into it. Okay, uh, I had a great time with Red. Um, her husband John and I, uh, and her, of course, uh, we we played in an escape room in a box that I had brought after the recording. Great time. Had a great uh, great night with Jesus. Got the hiccups now. Ah, is there anything? All these bodily problems when I'm trying to communicate with the world, whistling through my teeth, hiccups. It's probably because I haven't really spoke all day, and now I'm just go 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 go. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not a biologist. I don't know. So we had a great time. Um, you know, got up the next day and basically just had a quick breakfast with them before I hit the road back to Toronto. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was funny. Little the little dude her there her her little fellow Ronan. He's so adorable. Um, it was really, really cool seeing him, you know, saying, you know, giving high fives and things like that. And then, uh, and then later in the week, or I think it was the next day, she sent me a, a video message from him where he's just like, I had fun with Josh. Um, yeah, adorable. I probably, I probably watched that video like 20 times. It's just cool. Like he was a, he was a cool kid. So, uh, it's nice. It's nice to see the little, little dude had a fun time with me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, what a great time, and uh, and thank you again, Red, to uh, to have hosted me and and to have been so hospitable. It was great seeing you. It was great seeing all the whole family, and uh, and I look forward to doing it again. Um, then uh, then I went back to Toronto. I think I spent the morning. I made a mistake with with internet hours. So I'm driving back from London, and on the far side of Toronto is a board game store I go to. I read on the internet that they were up at eleven, and I was like, oh, well, based on my trajectory leaving early morning London, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get back at like 1030. I'm like, eh, you know what? There's, I know that there's an A&W right next door. I'm like, maybe I can go grab a, a, a quick breakfast there. I'll kill that half an hour and then I'll go do some board game shopping. Well, when I got there, I found out I'd read their downtown locations hours, not their hours. And uh, it opened at noon. So I was basically killing an hour and a half Um waiting for, for that board game store to open. You'd think, I ah, just go back to Ghana. No, I have serious money to, to burn. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have room on my credit card to fill, but, um, no, no, I, I actually ended up using the time. This is not a very interesting story, but I'm just telling you, like, like when you're in Toronto and you got nothing to do during the day, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta kill some time here. And I'm also around these stores that, uh, you know, have particularly good prices on board games. And, uh, they're the ones I order from here in Ottawa. So I'm like, you know what? I love going into this nerdy place looking around, seeing all the things that I, I can't see on the web. Cause when you're on the web, you got to look specifically, right? 
there's something nice. It's like going to a bookstore. There you go. For anyone who can't understand my enjoyment of board games and like, what the fuck? There's something about going to a bookstore and just walking up and down the aisles and seeing something that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. You know what I mean? Brow, at least for an extrovert. I know introverts want to stay on the web and just be like, well, I'm going to look for what I'm looking for and, and then I can buy it and it comes to my door and I never have to look anyone in the eyes. I can just be safe in my house. Um, I don't, I don't have anything that's different. It's just a different way of working. I don't work that way. I want to see things. So sorry guys, I gotta, I'm going to be drinking a lot today, but I won't do that. Um, AMFR shit. Gonna, guys, can you hear me drinking? Can you hear my lips smacking? Uh, Peter was telling me he's into that. I don't know if I, if I mentioned that, but Pete likes some of the videos of that, but it's different stuff, right? Sometimes people will slurp noodles. Sometimes people will, I don't even know if I got the acronym. I know it's like AMFR or something or SR. There you go. I, I was confident that I had the letters right, but maybe not in the right order. Now I don't. So whatever the point is, is that it's like sound videos where you listen to people and they're making sounds and you're like, Oh, it's interesting. It's I think Red and I talked about this last week. Anyways, point being is there's different kinds of videos and different people like different things. So I'm trying not to do that with my mouth this week, guys. Just trying to, you know, be a good bitch and keep keep myself back from the, uh, back from Mike. Having wandered off verbally from my point, I spent that hour and a half killing time because I wanted to browse that goddamn board game store. I was not going to drive back. Plus I was exhausted. So I knew I wouldn't have done anything else that day. So what I ended up doing with my time was I, uh, I, I edited the podcast episode and by edit, I just mean doing the, the post-production. So I mixed it down. I was sitting in, I'm sitting in A and W with my laptop out, my recorder, all this stuff. Thank God no one else was around. It would have looked like so stupid, but, uh, and I'm very, very insecure about what other people in A and W think of me, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I did that and then they opened up. I wandered around. I got my hands on a copy of Chinatown which is a board game that I played with my brother a long time ago and I wanted to get, but it's been sold out everywhere. And I think it was even out of print. They make like limited little print runs of it. So I managed to get my hands on that. Very, very happy with that. And I bought some other shit. Um, but anyway, it was a good time overall. I had, um, I've actually gone a few times this week to this last week here to, to board game stores. Like I've, I probably visited, let's see. Uh, one, I went to board game list three times. I went to the Vaughn 401 games twice, the downtown location once and Meeple Mart. So there's free plugs for them. And I won't tell you which one's my favorite or anything like that. But those are those I'd, I'd never, I don't, I think I'd heard of Meeple Mart before. I didn't realize it was in Toronto. I'd never been before. I didn't love it. Nothing against them. It's just 401 and uh, board game bliss have the better prices. And, uh, I like, uh, I like one other location and, and browsing around. So I enjoyed myself. Um, it was funny too. So I'm going to get off the subject of board games, but I may as well lump it all together. So I don't keep going back to that. So I, I made several trips, got different things. I have my bed right now is covered in board game garbage and I can't wait to finish this podcast because I am going to nerd the fuck out for the rest of the day, putting cards and sleeves and, and building, uh, <laughs> box organizers. Anyone who knows what that is, that's, that's all I need to say on it. But, um, the, uh, my host this week, uh, Ephthemios Nasiopoulos, uh, that is not a Harry Potter spell. That is my buddy. Uh, he is originally from Toronto and I lives in Vancouver. He was hosting all week and we decided to go out on Saturday morning, uh, for breakfast, um, at a place that I went to with, um, Paul Verzi and Pete Johansson, uh, back in 2016. 
called Chadwick's. Now, the last time I went, we got a table, we got in nice and quick, everything was good. Uh, Thymios and I had to wait for like 40 minutes. They had quote, probably, probably 40 minutes is fair. Um, they quoted us 15 minutes. If they had told us it would be 40, we may have gone elsewhere. And then the, uh, the breakfast overall was not bad. It was not bad, but, uh, it was, it's actually the breakfast there's quite good, but for the weight and then the price and then the way they kind of like, they, I don't know, they, it was cramped close quarters. Uh, I remember it being much better last time than it was this time. So not horrible, just whatever. Anyways, we're having breakfast and he mentions to me that, uh, he needs to go to, he needs to find like a Toys R Us or whatever, because his, uh, his, you know, nephews are having a birthday party the next day. And I told him, well, uh, I, I go, I'd be considered board games. And he's like, not really. Like, he's like, I, I don't know if they're, they're too young. I go, well, I go, there's a store, you know, not far away from here that I kind of wanted to check out today anyways. And if, you know, if you weren't interested, I would have driven you home and then gone to it. But I go, if you need to get a gift, this saves you a trip to a Toys R Us. And, uh, and you might actually find some shit that they can do with the family instead of just, you know, like a Lego set by themselves or some shit. I don't know. But he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. So we went there and he was uh, blown away by all the different kinds of games and all the stuff going on and, and sort of like the little, the little geeky culture. And, uh, and they had uh, games downstairs that you could play. So him and I were, you know, we actually, I was like, you want to, you want to play one of these things? Like, sure. Yeah. And we played, it was like, that's fucking awesome. Like he, he really enjoyed it. And he ended up, uh, he actually ended up buying some gifts for his little cousins or nephews, I should say. And then, uh, and then actually bought something for his brother as well. Uh, a recommendation from Chris, the very first board game recommendation email that Chris had sent in, uh, he bought the Sherlock Holmes consulting detective for his brother. Uh, and then he told me when he gave it to his brother, he was like, uh, I don't think this guy's going to fucking wait for me to do it with. I think, I think he was like, I got to get, I got to gift from my brother and I get to do it too. So two birds, one stone. But, uh, and then he's like, you know what? I don't think he's going to wait for me. I might have to buy my own copy. It was funny. He blew like 150 bucks in a board game store. I'm like, yeah, that's average. Um, <laughs> that's average. But, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he had a good time. Um, and he was like, that's, he's like, I can't fucking believe it. He's like, I thought, I thought board games now to put this in context, a lot of comics are like fat bearded, nerdy dudes, right? Or at least look like they could be into the shit. Uh, Thymios is a tall, good looking Greek dude. Uh, who most of the week prior to us going out was like getting up early in the morning. Now he was visiting friends and family because he was used to be in Toronto anyways. Right now he's in Vancouver. But he was also getting up and like doing like, uh, what was it? Krav, Krav, I think Krav Maga and like uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I don't, I stuttered because I don't think it was Jiu-Jitsu that he was doing, but he was doing like, he was basically doing martial arts, like going and doing some training. So I think it was like, I think the Krav Maga or whatever, uh, I don't think jujitsu, but I think he was doing something else like another, like not Taibo, because that's not even a thing, <laughs> but, and not Taekwondo either. I don't know. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but it was one of the, the, the popular martial arts or whatever. Now point being is he's a dude who's in shape and he was just like, I can't, he's like, oh, I thought board games were fucking lame. I'm like, look, I know I look like a guy who should be into board games. I'm like, but if you told me two years ago, I would, I'd be interested. I, I'd tell you you're crazy. Cause I thought they were all like sorry and monopoly and anyone who listens to this podcast who has heard me over and over and over talk about board games. I'm bringing it up to say that like, I thought board games were monopoly and sorry and snakes and ladders. I've probably said this before, but for any new listeners, if you hear me talk about, you're like, what the fuck is with this guy? Listen, I've got a lot of people in my life who were all into board games. I had no idea any of like, I knew my brother and I knew Chris were, but I didn't think that. 
I didn't, I, I had a lot of friends who were like, had like a board game stash in the drawer. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know you guys were into board games. And they're like, yeah, it's super fun. So I, I tried one, you know, Chris sent an email recommending them. I tried one at, you know, my buddy Mika's place. I later went uh, to Chris's place and tried a few and I was like, oh shit, this is, this stuff's fun. You know, and then I start by buying one for myself, you know? So I had something around. I'm like, that was, yeah, was fun. And then the next thing you know, I've got this gigantic collection and uh, I've lost my mind entirely, but that's what I do with things. But for anyone who's like, why, why is this a thing? It is everyone's perception, including my own was that like board games are like the Parker brothers bullshit in the Hasbro, like monopoly, sorry, uh, connect Four, like all these games that are just really not a lot to them. You know, they take up a lot of space. There's not a lot to them. In fact, like I'm like, you know, snakes and ladders, you can play, you can play a four player game by yourself. Cause all you do is roll a dice and then do what the dice says. You have no choice. You have no way to, you have no influence on the game. So you can be like, I'm rolling for blue. I'm rolling for yellow. I'm rolling for green. I'm rolling for red. And then you keep doing that. You're like red one. Well, that's two hours. <laughs> I don't think it's that long, but that's, that's time. I'm never getting back. Well, the new board games, there's a lot more to them. And, uh, I have been thoroughly sucked in by the amount of fun they are. So it was funny. Cause after we had left the store, he was like, he was like, holy fuck, that was, that was fucking fun. And we were going, he was going to meet another comedian who was in town to visit, um, Denis Grignot, great dude lives in Lindsay, Ontario. And we noticed walking back from the condo. Now I knew this place was there, but again, hanging out with my tall Greek buddy, I'm not gonna be like, Hey, you want to go to this nerdy board game cafe around the corner from the condo? Right. I wasn't thinking it, but I was just like, yeah, it's, I don't, I just was like, that's not his thing. And I'm not going to invite him to do something like that. We were walking home from the condo actually the night before. And he's, he sees the place. He's like, huh, oh, snakes and lattes. I wonder what that's about. I'm like, that's ah, like a board game cafe or whatever. It's kind of cool. He's like, oh, and just, that was it. So after we had been to the, the store and we had played, uh, played some board games, he had purchased some board games. He's like, yeah, I wonder if instead of meeting at the restaurant, maybe he wants to meet us at the snakes and lattes place and we can play another game. We played Splendor. And he's like, yeah, maybe we could play that. So it was funny. We met our, our friend there, had a, had a drink with him. Um, and then we played, uh, we played another game of Splendor. And, uh, and he was like thoroughly, thoroughly into that, which was great. Um, so that was fun. It was kind of fun to hang out with my buddy and actually be like, oh, well, here's one of my nerdy hobbies I kind of do when I'm trying. I was like, yeah, that was great. He loved it. So uh, fun, fun, fun. Um, what else, guys? into this way. I'm just trying to bang through the stuff that I'm doing. I've been, uh, the shows that we did, I'm going to be honest this last week. Um, they were up and down. Um, we didn't have huge crowds. We didn't have like super small ones, but we didn't have huge crowds. There were some of the shows were absolutely fantastic. And then there was a couple, maybe two, even three last week where the crowds were just weird. And and the shows were work. I'm not going to be like, oh man, like, like we had, like, here's the thing. Like, like for example, Friday or sorry, Saturday early show, unbelievable, absolutely demolished, just destroyed. Great fucking time. Had a great show. Every, like just, just, you could do no wrong. They were loving us all. We were destroying. And then Saturday late show, we all worked. We all worked. And every fucking comic just was like, we were all coming off stage. Like, what the fuck was that? You know, the crowds weren't booing. They weren't heckling. They just weren't laughing. They're sitting there smiling at you. It's like, it's like fucking invasion of the body snatchers or the Stepford wives. They're just like these weird fucking smiles and their heads tilted. And you're like, holy fuck. But it's like, we, we thrive off your energy. So if you're going to just give us a smile, it's, it's tough. It's fucking tough to, uh, 
tough to gauge whether we're doing well or not because if you're smiling the same way at the setups as you are at the punchlines, it's hard. Okay, well, here's another joke, you know? Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm going to blow out your ears if you guys are in headphones, but I remember years ago, probably my first year of stand-up comedy, I went to do the show in Montreal. There was like 11 people in the crowd. There was a lot of good comics in the show and there was even two phenomenal headliners. I believe David Pride and uh, Scott Falconbridge, but I know Scott Falconbridge was there for sure because Scott Falconbridge was on the show at the end and he was just, he'd do a joke and they, and this crowd was just staring and he like literally said, well, here's another joke for you to stare at. Um, and, and he was, he wasn't having a good time, but um, and not to out or whatever, but I remember it was just like after he was done his set, he goes, you know what? He goes, this was an open mic room. This is where comics come to test out new material. And I just want to tell you guys that you have helped them in no way whatsoever. He's like, you're probably one of the worst comedy audiences I've ever been in front of in all my years. He's like, I'm not trying to insult you, but just you come to a show to laugh and you guys are just staring at everything. You're not, you're not, there's no emotion. You're like, it was just funny. It was just funny. And you know what? And he was right. Like, but here's the thing. There's, there's like a handful of times. Like I'm, I'm not the kind of comic. Like if I don't do well, I'm not going to go, that's the crowd's fault. I'm like, sometimes I know that I'm less energy or I, I'm, I'm not in the right headspace or I'm tired. And I kind of phone it in the podcast is like that sometimes too. But, uh, yeah, I feel like this is more like a radio show than a comedy show. I'm like, not really making it that funny, but, um, there you go. That's, that's the internal monologue of insecurity. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just kind of telling stories, but, um, the shows this week, the ones that were bad, my thing is if you're doing poorly, but every other comic on the show is doing well, then you know, it's you. Cause you're the, you're the only one that's not doing well. But when the, sh like every comic goes up and they're funny and they're doing well. And it's just like, mm, I'm like, well, that's the crowd. You know, cause these people are funny. Everyone on the show is doing well. And just, everyone's kind of like, and, and nobody bombed. It was just so hard to get anything out of them for each one of us. So it was kind of like, and it was up and down. It'd be like a good show, hard show, good show, hard show, good show, hard show. So you didn't know what the fuck you were getting. It kind of, whatever. I had fun. Um, I had, uh, I had some buddies come out. Uh, Max, Max came out. My buddy Daniel came out and they actually ended up uh, sitting together for the show, which was great. I uh, had a great time catching up with those guys. It was great seeing them. Max is doing really well for himself in Toronto. My buddy Daniel has been in Toronto for a long time. Actually came to see me a while back when I was in Toronto. So it was good catching up with him and getting an opportunity to see him and see how he's doing. Very funny dude. Been trying to uh, encourage him to try stand up, especially when he's in a city where it's the easiest city in Canada to do it in. So uh, funny people should be doing that. It was like I said, we also... Uh, don't want to go on too long about it, but I'm definitely going to, you know, hoping that, uh, that Danny tries it out and I want to, you know, I told him if he's looking to try out and I'll, I'll be as much used to him as I can in terms of, you know, helping him with joke structure and at the same time, where to go to get spots and stuff like that. Um, another great group of people. Uh, there was one show that I did where, uh, there was some friends in, they're all friends from school, or whatever. And, uh, they're in, they're in varying, like very young, young, younger, right. In the early twenties. And, uh, you know, they're working on like a, a show, uh, a comedy show about a campus and things like that. I won't give anything away. They're, they're still working on it, but it was kind of cool listening to their ideas. Like I, I chatted with them about the show. They were great. They came up, they said, hi. I was like, well, let's fucking grab a drink. So, uh, so their names, Marius, Ashley, and Nicole. Uh, it was very cool hanging out with them on, uh, I believe it was Friday night. We ended up chatting for a while out front. There was a super drunk group of, of chicks that came in. They sat down with us after the show as well. Sort of, they, they, we were sitting down the three of, uh, sorry, the four of us. Uh, he joined us as well. And then these drunk chicks who were at the show came back and sat down 
holy fuck were they drunk and annoying and everything um perfect example of like the bachelorette shit that i've talked about before but but drunk and you know need just to, to yell something out and i dealt with them don't you fucking worry all right any of you any of you drunk bachelorettes you know to be listening to the podcast just know you come to one of my shows you think you're gonna handle me i will deal with you but i won the the rest of the crowd over with how i handled these these drunk chicks they were not a bachelorette party they were just white girl wasted <laughs> on a friday night so i had a great time uh hanging chatting with with uh with the original three marius ashley and nicole and um yeah, just getting to know them, getting to know what they're working in. They were all, they were all in different sort of fields and, uh, and working on different shit, but all very like conscious. Um, I don't know, like, 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 uh, what's the word for it? I don't want to say ethical. I think one of them was like going to argue on behalf of like, uh, indigenous people, like a $500, like, like arguing for $500 million grant to, for housing for that. I was like, holy shit. And someone else was like, I want to work on ethically sourced. I can't remember because it was late and I also am not good with big words, but they were like, they're like young people. And they're like, yeah, we finished university. Like, they're like, we want to write this comedy show about campuses. And it had like a dark tone, uh, which was funny. And then they're like, and then, yeah, we have this ethical, I'm like, it's good for these kids, man. And I'm sorry to call you guys kids if you're listening, but I, uh, I just thought it was great. It was cool to, to meet them. Um, we went to a, a bar afterwards and just had another drink sort of, you know, absolute was closing down. So a great time overall Friday night with them. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed spending the time. Um, I got a weird bite this week on my stomach and it's like right down by my, my waistline. Um, I remember like one night I came home and I felt this like sort of little bit of like a pain and I was like, what is that? And I, I was like, oh, and I, I looked down at my stomach. <laughs> I looked down, I look in the mirror at my stomach and I see this like little red, like, well, pretty red, you know circle about the size of a dime, but like very red, like blood red. I'm like, Oh shit. I must've irritated something or got like a little bite or something like that. The next day, this thing was, um, <sighs> the circumference, there's not a lot to, 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 to say it with, but it was the size. It was, it, it looked like someone had done that cupping thing to me. You know what I mean? Like a suction cup. It was the size, the circumference of like a tangerine. It was huge. The whole thing was blood red and I would say my flesh, and this is not an exaggeration, not at all. Um, it had probably about four to five inches circumference around, uh, no, that's no, 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 that's the circumference. No, no, no. Diameter radius, whatever from, yeah, four inch to five inch radius from this thing was all pink skin. So like I had my regular flesh tone. So let's put it this way. Like half of my, the surface area of my stomach was red. And then this giant red fucking whatever it is, um, you know, coming out and I'm, and I'm still, it's funny too. I spoke with my friend Jess yesterday and she's like, well, if there's any, like you're, you're fine. As long as there's no leaking, She'd use a different term, and I was like, oh, what's that? And she's like, well, it's like, if it's like a clear liquid coming out of it, which it didn't yesterday, but today it does. Sorry to be gross, but it's something I'm living with right now. Um, I put, I didn't have anything. I was in Toronto, right? So I, I have hydrocortisone cream and shit at home, but I wasn't expecting to get snacked on by something in the middle of the night. But all I know is whatever it was, my body is reacting like crazy to it. So... Anyways, that, this thing's fucking weird. I didn't have anything to lance it with or, you know, figure it out. So I'm, I'm home now, this weird thing on my stomach that is now still very large, 
Um, it hasn't grown any bigger. In fact, I put, I put hydrocortisone cream on it yesterday. It's getting a little better, but I, I'll tell you this. I have like a ripped up laundry day white shirt and, uh, it, it started, uh, you know, whatever's in it is starting to come out. And, uh, this, this, sorry guys, I'm so sorry that this is gross, but it looks like a crime scene. There is blood all over that part of my shirt. And that's why I'm wearing, it's funny. Cause Jason and, uh, Al were making fun of me. Cause like, Oh, nice, nice shirt, Josh. Not, not, they didn't see any of the stuff on it. They didn't see any of the stuff on it, but I was sitting at the table. So I just saw the top part. It's got like some, a couple of little rips and holes in it. And, uh, and then at the end of the night, I showed, uh, my mom and Jessica, this was last night. And I showed them and I was like, Hey, uh, just a heads up. I, I wouldn't normally dress like a piece of shit, you know, to have you over, but, uh, you know, I've got something that I showed them like, Holy fucking, that's when Jessica started talking to me about it and what she thought, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, it was fucked up. It was really fucked up. Um, it's yeah. And there's, like I said, the shit coming out. I was like, I, I don't want to put on a shirt. Cause I had, I had cream on it. Right. So I'm like, well, I don't want to put a, a shirt on. And then it's got, you know, cr- getting all this cream and shit on that. So I'm like, I'm just wearing something kind of, you know, that I don't give a fuck about. And then it started leaking stuff and now it's gross. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but I'll be putting this t-shirt up for sale on the one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's always something wrong with me, guys. Always some fucking body issue or whatever whistling teeth oozing stomach oh that's so gross i'm so sorry um but yeah i don't know when that i don't know remember what night it happened all i know is i found the bite on me and then it was way worse the next day so probably within a two-day period and it's still huge i I have no idea what it is it's disgusting i'm not gonna put any pictures or anything but it's just i don't i don't know what the fuck it is i do not know what the fuck it is um so more on that as it develops um I was, uh, let's tell you what, I'm going to tell you guys about my trip to Niagara. Cause I, I don't, uh, I don't want my buddy to cam to think, uh, you know, that I forgot about him. I did not. I just wanted to give it its proper due and not feel like uh, I had to rush through it. Um, so on Tuesday night after the shows. Okay. So this is basically the night before you guys received last week's episode. I did the show in uh, Toronto and then I, uh, I hopped in my car and I drove to St. Catharines. I believe St. David's is the area that they're actually in, but, um, and sorry, Cam, not to put too specific a point on it. His exact addresses. Um, but no, I drove to the St. Catharines area and, um, and hung out with, uh, with Cam and his lovely lady, April. And the plan was going to be, I was going to drive down on Wednesday, but we got the chatting and it was like, you know what, if I come Tuesday night after the show, cause it's about two hours little under two hours away. I was like, well, if I come right after the show, then we can hang out that night, maybe have some drinks. And then we wake up in the day and we've got the whole day to ourselves. You know what I mean? Before I have to drive back, right? I got another show on Wednesday night. So didn't have a full day. The only full night I had off was Monday, which is why I went to, you know, to see Vanessa in, uh, in London. It was the only night I'd be able to actually stay and hang out and not have to worry about doing a show. So, uh, drove down on Tuesday and we stayed up uh, we had a good time. We stayed up. We had some drinks. We had some convo. It was really nice catching up. And I'm really glad that we did that because if I had gone down on the Wednesday, there, it would have been less time. It would have been more pressure to sort of, you know, sort of see what we're going to see. Cause I've never been to Niagara Falls before. And that's all in the same area right now. You're on the lake, uh, St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, all that stuff. So we stayed up late. We stayed up till about five 30 in the morning. We we're having drinks some, you know, and and the next day we got up, it was probably like 11. We, we did need some sleep, but we got up, we went for breakfast. Um, don't remember the name of the place. Like this was, this was all cam cam. It, I was like, there's like, dude, you're, you're tour guiding it anywhere you want to go. Any, any order you think let's do it. I was really excited. Um, 
and I got there at night, right? It was already dark and everything. So I couldn't see when I was driving in, but the next day in his neighborhood, there's fucking vineyards everywhere. And it's like right up to the road too. I don't know why I thought like vineyards would be like these, like, you know, nice manicured lawns with big, like, I'm, I'm thinking of them like they're golf courses. Like you don't, you don't necessarily see any of the, the, the golf, like the holes or the fairways or anything. You kind of have to drive up to it and everything's surrounded by trees and well manicured lawns. Like I'm thinking these vineyards where it's like blah, 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 estates. Well, I'm thinking that they're actually like estates, you know? Now, there's probably a ton of you who've already seen shitloads of vineyards and like, yeah, they're fucking, they'll go right up to the road, right? It's farmland. Why would you not farm more on it? Yeah, great. But this is my stupid expectations. But um, I remember uh, we seeing like just, just how they do it and they crisp. Ah, it was, it was really cool to see. It was really, really cool to see. Anyways, we went for, for breakfast at, uh, at a diner. And it turned out that later, either earlier that day or later that day via Instagram, that diner had posted, uh, the prime minister was there that day. So we didn't, we didn't see him when he was there. It's, I, he wouldn't, yeah, he was definitely not there when we were there, but it was kind of cool that the same little place in the middle of Ontario, St. Catharines, that same day that the prime minister was there having a meal too. So could have pro- could have crossed paths with, uh, the most important guy for any Americans who don't know what a prime minister is. Uh, he's our president. So, and that's also another kind of cool thing about Canada is that your president isn't just going to pop into a small town diner, uh, without anyone knowing in the area, you know what I mean? So that was cool. It was cool to, uh, that was a a neat thing. Um, made me feel like, you know, Hey, the diner wasn't that bad. You know, it was a good spot. We enjoyed breakfast, but it was just a standard diner. Um, we went to Niagara on the lake and we got to see like a bunch of the vineyards and stuff like that. We didn't, we didn't, did not visit any. I'm just saying like we drove past them. We saw where Niagara falls, where it actually funnels out from the river to uh, Lake Ontario. That was really cool. And that same area, that same sort of beach area that we were at has a gazebo um, that was featured in uh, the dead zone with Christopher Walken. So that uh, the, the gazebo, I guess there's a scene from the dead zone. I didn't see it. But, uh, that was kind of cool. I can point that out to me. We drove down all this beautiful, small town in incredibly well manicured, um, garden streets. Um, it reminded me a lot of Terrytown, New York, as a matter of fact, but very, very, very nice, um, streets, everything like that. Loved it. And we, we took, um, Cam basically drove us up along the river. And then we would stop and look at these particularly, um, uh, I don't want to say iconic. They are iconic, but particularly significant points in the, the river leading from the falls. So there's this part where there's an elbow, uh, like they called the whirlpool, I believe it is. And there's like all this, this is a cable car that goes over top of the whirlpool. So you can actually get in the cable car and, and go across and see, you know, look straight down at the water. Very, very cool to see. And I'm glad we did it in the, or the opposite order. And we kept going up further, uh, till we got to Niagara falls. And then we parked the car, we walked out and I got to see like the, the falls close up. I got to see like the maid of the mist and the horn blower. Um, the two boats that like sort of take you right up close to the falls and let you look at it and see it, whatever. We didn't go on them, uh, long wait lines and, and prices. And we were working on borrowed time just because, you know, I had to get back at some point and, uh, and drive back to Toronto. So, um, it, it was great. And I love the order where he did it, uh, you know, which he did it because we, we, he showed me where, where it kind of ends and connects to Lake Ontario and then following up the river, seeing the water getting, you know, progressively harsher and harsher, uh, right up to the point where we saw the falls. 
And, uh, and he, he knew a lot of history. He was talking about a barge that crashed and the barge was still there. So the rescue people with the barges crashed, uh, before, you know, the falls or whatever, uh, tell me different stories about people who attempted to go over it. Someone tried to jump it on a jet ski with a, a parachute and he fucking shoot didn't open. So he was toast. Um, yeah, all these different, th- like the, just the history of the area. It was really cool for, for a guy who's lived in Canada and not too far from Niagara Falls for 36 years. Uh, it, it was cool to finally see it. So, um, and I really appreciate it. So I cannot even, I, I have to share this cam and, uh, and his girl, April, they gave me their bed for the night. So when I got there, they're like, yeah, we've got a guest right now. So, uh, the guest room's occupied. So you, you go, you, you crash in our bed. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? I really, it was too much. I'll be honest. I kept telling them like, you guys, I can sleep on the couch down here. Please sleep in your bed. They're like, no, 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 please. And I, I did not want to be a, a bad guest or not gracious. So I did, but I, I got to tell you, it was way above and beyond uh, what I needed. So any podcast listener, it was great. Cause Cam and I met, uh, through Paul Verzi, uh, Cam was a listener of, of Verzi's podcast. He came to see a uh, Paul actually, as a matter of fact, that same, um, trip to Toronto. Um, I, I'll, I think that when I talked about Chadwick's, the restaurant that Athemius and I went to, um, we probably met Cam the next day or the night before. I think, uh, we all went for dinner the night before and then we did uh, breakfast the next day. So I actually met Cam, uh, that, that trip with Verzi in Toronto and, uh, you know, when I st- you know, we became friends and, and as you know, when I started my podcast, he started listening. So it was really cool. Like Cam is, is someone who I did not know, you know, uh, pre-comedy and it was really cool to, to go and see them and spend time and hang out. I really look forward to doing it again. And, um, just the, the amount of hospitality. So just, I want to put this out there that in case anyone else, a listener, you know, I want you, I want you guys to know, I want you onesies to know that I, you guys are my number ones. Okay. So even the, the fans of comedy who will come and see me when I'm in town and everything like that, I want you guys to know that you listening, uh, each and every one of you who spend your time with me every week or, or, you know, I, I used to say, you know, what? people who spend an hour with me every week, but you know, sometimes people get a few episodes behind and then they spend, you know, three hours in a week, whatever it is. The fact that you guys uh, are listening to my bullshit and that you're still, you know, invested in what I have going on and still want to be a part of my life. And I, I want, I want to be a part of yours too. So, um, I appreciate that. And, uh, so it's the, again, I, so many disclaimers and whatnot. I'm just trying to say in the event that, that, you know, we ever get together and I'm a guest, uh, in your home for the love of God, do not treat me that good. Um, there, I, there, I can't say enough good things about, about, um, how Cam and April treated me when I was there. It, it was, it was amazing. Again, that's one of the reasons I waited till later in the episode to talk about it. I didn't want to, to brush, you know, broad strokes over it. I was very, very grateful. And, uh, I, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how much fun I had. It was great. I, I felt bad the way to leave. We, we came back and then he took me to a place called, uh, pie guys, which is a pizza spot. Cam posts amazing looking food. Like he does up his own wings and everything like that. And I, I, I would honestly, I wish I had three days that I could have stayed and hung out, but Cam does his own, uh, wings up and, and pizza and stuff like that. And I see him posting shit on Instagram. He also posts like other places stuff. So I remember a while back I saw the, the, the pie that he had posted. I was like, dude, we, I, we got to do that. Whatever it is. He's like, yeah, it's a spot. So we managed to fit that into too. And that's, that was sort of the end of the, uh, of the, of the visit that we had together. We had, uh, we went to this place, the pie guys, and we had a uh, uh, pepperoni pizza. They got this like cup, cup and char pepperoni. They call it. It's like a spicy pepperoni. When it cooks, it actually like, you know, folds up like, like the old stu- school, you know, pepperoni pizza cup kind of pepperoni slice, eh, whatever. Fuck. You know, I sound like a fat guy going into his, his food porn, but you feel me. You feel me dogs. All right. I thoroughly enjoyed that pizza and, uh, and we said our goodbyes from that point. So we actually, Cam had made the suggestion that we, 
we take the cars together because otherwise we drive there and drive back. And it actually ended up working out perfectly because I hit traffic and an accident on the way back and all this stuff. And I barely made it back in time to shower and get to the show. But uh, yeah, had we had we drove there and then drove back and then I made up the extra time going the opposite way again, uh, I, I would have been late for the show. So just overall great time. Thank you so much, Cam. Thank you so much, April. You guys were amazing. It was great seeing you. And I do look forward to doing it again. Um, what else? I think just mentioned briefly, I mean, not a whole lot. Like I said, last night I got back, I had a little mini games night with my, uh, my mom and my friend, Jess. Um, I invited a few other people, but it was last minute and, and it didn't start till late. As a matter of fact, my, um, my, my mother and, uh, and Jess had a hard time, you know, coordinating what time they were going to get together or whatever. Um, my mom's picking her up, Jess doesn't drive. So yeah, that was, uh, that was that, that's what well, was an interesting story. Good thing. I put that out there. Right. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I was just excited after two weeks of buying board games to actually get an opportunity to sit down and just play some. Um, we got uh, we got wine drunk in Toronto the last night, so Sunday night. That was the thing. We we were Cam and I in uh, St. Catharines. We were fighting off a little bit of a hangover because uh, we had a reasonable amount to drink. You know, we're not we're not drunks, but fuck it, we didn't see each other. We were having beers and we were having a good goddamn time, good conversation. So we apologize to no one. Um. But on Sunday night, I brought some wine from my collection uh, here in Ottawa to uh, Toronto and didn't really get an opportunity to drink any. So I was like, you know what, guys, I uh, Red and I had some in London, but didn't have an opportunity to really enjoy like a nice red or something with people. So we did like kind of little little wine tasting. I brought three bottles to Absolute. When the shows were over and the doors were locked, we had uh, we had some wine together. Staff, me and E and, and Andrew Ivemey, again, sorry, I didn't get a chance to mention Andrew. I did, but I forgot. Um, I didn't mention Andrew Ivemey was the feature all week. Andrew was doing great too. And it was great to see him. Andrew's a great dude. Um, we've worked together many times before. Haven't seen him in a long time. He's doing incredibly well. He's got a whole podcast network with many podcasts and things he's doing. Lots of pots in the stove for him. He's doing great. Great to see him. Uh, and Andrew will be in town in the near future. In the next few weeks, he's going to be doing a, a week in Ottawa. So him and I are going to get together. I hope to record a podcast. Same thing. Me and uh, Ithimios, we lost a lot of time in that lineup waiting for uh, waiting for the breakfast table. Not to mention the fact that we actually had a good time at the, the board game store and spent more time there than we thought we would. So did not get to record a podcast with E, but I hope to in the future. We had a great time. It was the first time we actually like stayed together and worked together. So... You know, we're friends for life now. We had a, we had a great time hanging with each other. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have that done, but we did get wine drunk on Sunday night to the point where we, you know, came back to the condo and, uh, you know, uh, Sean, the manager and, uh, Lisa, one of the, uh, the servers came back with us. We were just hanging out, eating some A&W late night, all of us drunk. Uh, and then we just watched, you know, comedians and cars basically until people just started leaving. Um, same with myself too. I passed out. I, I, I was like, I'm falling asleep. I gotta go to bed because I had to get up Monday morning and pack my shit and drive home. So yeah, I had a rough time yesterday in the morning, shaking off a, a hangover, packing up my way too much stuff and driving back to, uh, to Ottawa. You know, what can I say? The only, the only thing I'm going to talk about one more thing before we uh, get onto the sponsors. This is, this is, you know, it took less time than I thought. And I feel like I've said what I wanted to say. Um, I have been watching a lot of stuff on tiny houses. I guess I say a lot, watching a lot of stuff. No, I watch tiny house nation. I am really stressed out in my life about like, you know, buying a house and where would I buy a house where I feel like I could stay. But I've seen these tiny houses and places on shows and documentaries and stuff. I saw them in the minimalists and whatnot. And they're starting to, I think they're starting to build buildings with tinier apartments, right? So they're doing the same idea, but just 
in in a unit form. But there's a there's a thing on Netflix called Tiny House Nation or whatever. I believe that's what it's called. If you type in Tiny House or whatever, you'll find it or something something Nation, you'll find it. Now it's a reality show. There's like seven episodes, and it's like, you know, um, customize this home for such and such a person. And I I find it fascinating because I feel like a tiny house because at least the ones in the shows are all built on wheels. So I'm like, I feel like that's the kind of thing I could actually afford one day and it would be perfect for me because I can move around with me. It's not stupid expensive to buy. So I'm like, I'm like I, I think this tiny house might be a solution for me. So I'm fascinated by them. Um, so I started watching the show. The only issue is that the show is your traditional reality show or home building reality show, I should say, where there's a lot of fluff in it. And they got to put in a lot of the heartfelt bullshit. Like, you know, we were, we were ready to downsize. I used to work in this and I can't anyway. And then, and then they keep going back to the whole, like, you know, I know your turntables mean a lot to you, your record collection, your father, like they put in a bunch of shit. Whereas I'm like, I just want to see the structure. I want to watch them build it. I want to see like the, the hiccups. There's a lot of like, you watch the show too. And you're like, well, if I get a tiny home, I'm not getting like a, a powerhouse designer who's going to build like the fucking pimp my ride shit into my tiny home. Like I would want that stuff, but you're not getting that in a standard tiny home. Um, I would just say, watch the show guys. Like it's really cool how much stuff they fit in there. And, and I really do like the idea of minimalism and whatnot. So I could see myself, um, buying a tiny home, you know, and having a, a small little life like that. It's got all the stuff that you need right? It just doesn't have a bunch of like, I don't need wings. Like I've already said before, like if I had a giant mansion, I think I'd get stressed out trying to find shit to fill it. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and that's just a waste of real estate and whatnot. I, I like this tiny home thing. So, um, if anyone knows anything about tiny homes, I found a website, but the, 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 the computer at the condo was garbage. I couldn't get YouTube to work on any of the TVs, like the little media boxes they had. Cause Jay's fucking cheap and he's got these little shitty RCA boxes, but I couldn't get YouTube to work. Netflix worked fine, but I couldn't get YouTube to work to watch any of this stuff about tiny homes. And then the computer at the condo was not working properly. It's so fucking slow. You can't play anything. Like you go to hit play on YouTube and the screen's black. You can hear the audio, but it's like, it's not pro whatever the video card's not processing. I'd be scrolling on websites and the screen would just go like, like scrambled because the video, there's something wrong with the video card clearly, but I was trying to learn about tiny homes and do they make them in Canada and can you buy them? And you know, how do you get, how do you get involved in that? Like, you know, if you were interested, what was the first steps, but computer wouldn't work properly. Uh, when I was looking and I remember my, uh, my laptop was packed away for some reason. So, um, I I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm interested in tiny homes guys. That's, uh, that's what I'm all about right now. So watch that. If you know anything about tiny homes or anything like that, please, please email in because I'm fascinated as fuck. Um, but for, for now, that's, that's a lot of the shit that I was doing. I had a great week. I had a great time. Um, I stuck for the most part to the meal thing. Whereas like during the first half of the day, I would be using the meal stuff, but I definitely was not, uh, I didn't go through everything because I was not, um, a lot of days too, I'd wake up really late. And so my 8am deadline to wake up, that didn't happen. We, we spent too much time hanging out at night. I had a great time, no regrets, but, uh, but I did not just go to the gym every day and just eat my meal plan. Uh, too, too many things going on. Um, yeah, I, I had too much fun. Basically I had fun instead of health, but, um, but I did like the small meals and actually I'm going to try to keep them going here at the house because of the fact that I really enjoyed the, uh, I, I feel good during the day having just some small little meals. Um, and I was having so much fun. 
Come on, come on, come on. Give me the fucking Sharpie. I'm just reaching past the microphone gets me. Um, I was having so much fun that I guess I wasn't eating out of, uh, you know, the fucking insecurity or whatever vice in my brain that would make me eat. You know, instead I was spending way too much money on board games and that was making me happy. I know the food's a vice, man. It's not because I'm hungry. It's a fucking vice. I, I'm getting there. All right, guys, someday we're only two years in this podcast. All right. It's going to take me like 10 years to turn my life around. Anyways, having said that week is over. I can't wait for the next week to happen. I'm, I'm having, I'm, I'm smiling life right now. So I'm feeling good. And that brings me to my partners. I like how I'm like, I love my life. It's feeling good. And then the toilet flushes like it's going down the drain. My partner's at PortablePress.com, guys. This week, I'm reading from Uncle John, slightly a regular bathroom reader, just like me. Um, and I, I just, out of the blue, I saw this article. I'm like, you know what? I got to read this. It just looks, it just looks too funny to me. I'm going to turn the light on, though. Ugh, so not prepared to be a podcaster. Guys, this, uh, this week, I'm reading Jackie Chan's Greatest Hits. He's one of the greatest action stars of all time. And what's most amazing is that he doesn't, that he is that, fuck these teeth, man. A lot of the stuttering guys I'm telling you is just, I can't get my fucking... I'm blaming the, the liners. It really is them. I can't get my fucking tongue to stick to my fucking, it slips off some stuttering and shit. Anyways, it sounds, fuck. He's one of the greatest action stars of all time. And what what's most amazing is that he does his own stunts. So how does he do all that fighting and performing all those, da- what? So how does he do all that fighting and perform all those daredevil feats without getting injured? Question mark. He doesn't. He's been injured dozens of times. Here's a sample of what you almost never see. Body part, head. The movie, Armor of God, 1987. The stunt, jumping from a castle wall to a tree. Chan missed the branch and fell headfirst. Oh, Jesus. And fell headfirst onto the rocky ground below. Result, a broken skull and a brain hemorrhage. Jesus. With blood pouring from his ears, Chan was rushed to the nearest hospital for emergency brain surgery. He now has a permanent hole in his skull filled with a plastic plug. The same fall shattered his jaw, knocked out some teeth, and broke his nose. Jesus Christ. Now he just keeps doing more movies because he's ridiculous. Uh, 1978 in a movie. That's how fucking old this guy is. Body part arm. The movie Snake in Eagle's Shadow, 1978. The stunt. In a sword fight scene, his opponent's sword was supposed to be blunt, but it wasn't. Chan's arm was slashed and blood went everywhere. He screamed in pain, looked up at his opponent in surprise and kept right on fighting. Yeah, that, that Japanese like, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> right on fighting. The camera kept rolling in the scene and the real blood appeared in the final cut of the film. Jesus. Body part, neck. The movie, Mr. Nice Guy, 1997. Um, the stunt, a stunt called for Chan to be pushed backwards into a wheelbarrow on the second floor of a construction site, then fall out of the wheelbarrow to the ground two stories below, where he would land on mats that were out of camera range. Chan missed the mats. He jumped up to let everyone know that he was okay, then immediately passed out. X-rays revealed torn ligaments and dislocated vertebrae in his neck. He broke his nose filming another scene. Jesus Christ. Body part, nose. The movie, First Strike, 1996. The stunt, you'd think this would have happened during one of the film's snowboarding stunts, considering Chan did them with only four days of snowboarding training. But it was actually in a scene where he jumped through an extension ladder. He got tangled in the rungs and couldn't escape before it crashed to the ground, breaking his nose and knocking him unconscious. Jesus Christ. 
Sorry, I'm not trying to listen. I'm not adding this horror for effect. It's just crazy to me that you do that. Uh, <laughs> body part shoulder, the movie super cop 1992. I remember there's a line in that movie in super cop and it's just shitty dubbing, but it's like super cop. And then the movie's like, Oh my God, we have a crime to solve. How, we can't do this. We need a super cop. My brother's a super cop. That's the guy's name. My brother's a super cop. It was fucking hilarious. The stunt, one of his most dangerous stunts ever. Chan had to jump from a building and catch a rope ladder that was hanging from a passing helicopter with no airbags or cushions below him to break the possible 100 foot fall. Did he fall? No, but the rope ladder crashed through several buildings, breaking Chan's shoulder. What? Jesus Christ. Body part, ankle, the movie, Rumble in the Bronx, 1994, the stunt. Chan jumped from a bridge onto the deck of a hover of a hovercraft, Jesus, turning his body as he landed to avoid hitting the wall, but his ankle didn't turn with him, Jesus. Uh, it stayed planted on the craft's non-slip deck, breaking in two places. Chan's doctor set the bone and told him to stay off of it. But Chan put a sock over the cast, painted to look like a sneaker and finished the movie. Yeah, I saw that. It's like this giant rubber fucking thing, like rubber sock thing they put over the cast. It literally looked like he just had a, a you know, pair of jeans and a shoe. It was fucking awesome. The, the work ethic. And probably by that point, he had so many goddamn brain injuries. He's knocked himself out so many times. Body parts, hands, pelvis, back. The movie, Police Story, 1985. Stunt. Chan leaped 10 feet from a narrow handrail, 70 feet above the ground, to a nearby pole, slid down the pole, then crashed through a glass ceiling and fell to the ground on his back. The slide peeled the skin off his hand. Jesus Christ. The slide peeled the skin off his hands. He was treated for second degree burns. And then the fall dislocated his pelvis and pushed several of his lower vertebrae into the surrounding organs, causing internal bleeding. Jesus Christ, when he managed to stand up, blood gushed from his mouth. Chan later told reporters that this was the only time in his career when he actually thought he might not survive a stunt. A few hours later, he was back on the set. Jesus Christ. Ugh. So, the running feet at the bottom. The combined area of the entire United Kingdom is smaller than the state of Oregon. And then uh, on the next page, modern bowling comes from the German game of Heiderwarfen, which translates to strike down the heathens. Eh, there you go. And that, my friends, is my partners at PortablePress.com. Uncle John's bathroom, doors, all sorts of different articles, all sorts of different varieties. Get your copy at PortablePress.com. Uh, next, we have my partners at Absolute Comedy. Do I need to say more about them? I was there for two weeks. Uh, if you happen to be in Toronto area, check out my buddy Ephthymios Nasiopoulos. He will be headlining this week. He was hosting last week, headlining this week. Exactly the same thing that I was doing. Um, but great shows in every uh, city, uh, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston. Check out absolutecomedy.ca for more info. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. 
And we're back. Did I forget anybody? Did I forget anybody? Hmm? Hmm? Did I? Did I? My partner's a DK, Dorling Kindersley, DK Books, guys. I love DK. And of course, I didn't have a chance to finish this book. I didn't have a chance to start this book. Uh, last episode, I wanted to have it ready for you guys. But graphic design for everyone. Understand the building blocks so you can do it yourself. Okay. And uh, what's your message? Who's your audience? How can you reach them? Hmm? This highly practical design book takes you through the building blocks of design, type, photography, illustration, and color, and shows you how to use these tools to inspire, influence, and enthrall. Grasp the key principles of great design through in-depth how-to articles, excuse me, hands-on workshops, and inspirational galleries. Then apply your knowledge to, to it Sorry, then apply your knowledge to do it yourself with practical projects to suit your message and your media. If you're ready to define your brand, connect your audience, sorry, connect with your audience and use influential designs to take your small business, nonprofit or pet project to the next level. Look no further than graphic design for everyone. So I have for years done my own graphic design, um, on my computer. I use Photoshop. I make my own posters. I make my own logos, everything like that. Well, I have over the course of the years um, made friends with graphic design people who, when I show them something, they are, I, they mean well, but holy shit, did they ever shit on your stuff, you know? And I've, and I've had you guys be like, oh, that's really nice. I really like that. Well, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people go, it's really nice. Well, apparently if you know graphic design, there's a ton of stuff you need to know that um, it's not as easy as it looks. All the best designs and whatnot uh, take something. There are color scales. There are typeface. There's rules. Basically, that's how I summarize it. There's a lot of rules to making things. And uh, the less is more definitely applies to graphic design. So what uh, type of, of face you use, what colors you use, how much writing, how many different fonts you use, groupings, all these different things are all in here. That's too specific for the area. Um, this thing shows color wheels and stuff like that. So if you're going to use colors, match it with these types of colors. Um, they do things like layouts and whatnot. But overall, um, the one man podcast and Josh Williams logos, the new ones, I actually got my friend uh, Tara, who's a, who is a professional designer to do them for me. Because um, she was explaining to me uh, different rules and stuff like that. And the whole idea is like, I, I remember I loved my old logos and things like that, that I did myself, but there was a lot going on in them. There really is um, a less is more thing. And there's all these, these rules. Like when you're, when you're putting out a promo, what's the point of the promo? So you guys, if you're following on Instagram and I wish you would, if you're not, but for those of you following on Instagram, I have every week of an episode thing that posts that just says episode, blah, blah, blah. Now available. I used to have the logo in that. I used to have like the, the you know, um, email address and, and website address and all these things on it. And Tara was like, like, so I'm looking at this and she's like, what is, what are you trying to say with that? Like, what are you trying to say? What's that post for? I'm like, well, I'm trying to let everyone know that there's a new episode. She's like, okay, well then that's the post episode. This now available. That's it. And I go, and I, well, can I post where it's available at the bottom? She's like, sure, but smaller and lots of space. The message is clear. I'm like, well, well why don't I put the one man pod? She's like, because one man podcast is right above it. So they see who's posting it. You don't need that on the actual image itself. It's just too much. So if you guys look back through the one man podcast posts, you'll see the old posts where it was way too much shit. And then what it got simplified to afterwards. She's like, the biggest piece of information should be episode, blah, 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 available now. That's, that's what that post is about. So I'm not trying to have you peek too far behind the curtain, but in terms of de describing what the importance of this graphic design book is is it lets you know things like I, I had a hilarious bastards poster that I did a long time ago. 
And my friend Kyle Brownrigg um, was like, ugh, ugh, it just hurts my eyes. It's not. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with it? He's like, ugh, it looks fine. But just anyone who knows graphic design is just like, ugh. I'm like, well, thanks. That's not really helping me. All it's doing is making me insecure and self-conscious about the shit that I've done. I have no training, but I, I enjoy doing things that are creative. And I've, and I've just learned lessons from my designer friends who've told me little things and helped me out with little things along the way that there is a lot to it. And, and when they explain things to me, there's less is more. So, um, that's why the one man podcast logo, so simple, you know, and it works with the, the head is the J from Josh Williams. It's, uh, some of you who may not have ever recognized that some of you who are not following my comedy, right. And just, just one man podcast. Um, that's a J his head is a J and it's supposed to look like an old time microphone, like those old sort of, you know, ones that the singers, the silver ones on top of the stands, the rounded mics, the W and a lot of people didn't see this right away. We actually had four lines on the original uh, logo, but, um, it looks better with three because, uh, it looks like a sideways W. So you got a JW right in that small little logo and, um, giving you guys some ideas about just the logo stuff for, for graphic design and whatnot is that, um, the biggest logos in the entire world, a lot of people make, try to make something super intricate for their business. The biggest logos in the world are the simplest. Okay. Nike, McDonald's, Apple, those ones, there's not much to them, but you look at them, you know exactly who that is. And, uh, Tara had explained to me one time that it's like, you can, you should be able to take a logo and shrink it down to the size of a pin. Not a, not like, not like sewing needle, but like a pin, a tiny little dime shaped lapel pin and still have that logo clear on there. If your logos can't, can't be fit on there, a manufactured or B comprehended that small, it's too big. Um, now there's some logos, the typeface is not the logo. So one man podcast, that's, that's everything. That's not the whole logo with the wording. The logo is the dude with that head. That's the logo. And of course his head is that to remind you that that one man is Josh Williams. So my logo for Josh Williams comedy is just that JW. That's it. So it's the kind of thing that's small. Your brain erases a ton of information every day. And if it's too much to know, you're, you're going to forget it. So the Starbucks logo is a great logo. Everyone knows what the Starbucks logo is with the, the mermaid in the green circle. But here's something that Starbucks has done is you know, it's so much so that if I was to hand you a cup with just a plain, flat, full green circle, your brain is going to think Starbucks because that white cup with the, with the green circle on it is just for so long, your brain can't help but think, oh, Starbucks, it's a Starbucks cup because you're used to that, but it's the simplicity of it. It's just that kind of stuff. Rather than putting a bunch of shit on it in our website, blah, 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 shit, your brain won't remember just green circle, white cup, Starbucks. You know, to the point where there's games and movies and things like that, where people will do that shit and it's not copyright infringement because it's not the Starbucks logo, but you, you think Starbucks doing that makes you think a premium coffee company or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, um, that's not me talking too much about this book per se, because to try to explain the in-depth stuff that it teaches, uh, I'd be doing a disservice to other sections. So what I'm trying to explain to you guys is that if you want to know, if I'm making sense with what I'm saying, um, and you want to, you know, you've been doing your own sort of designs and stuff and you're like, oh gee, I feel like I too am guilty of putting too much stuff on. It's like, um, example I do with Jason, Jason puts way too much information on signs and posters and things like that. So way too much information. Um, you put 
you, the, the biggest message with a graphic design should be like, what's the message that you want this to convey? That should be the biggest. And then, and then slowly go down from there. Don't put too much shit on. You don't have to put what days of the week and all sorts of other stuff. You just put like the website on. Cause if somebody wants to know more, they'll go to the website. You know, some things, some things like that. So certain things should be on there, but I'm just saying that like the idea is that when you're communicating something, um, you, there's other ways to find it. I, my business cards now, I used to actually have on my old business card, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, I'd have them all the full URLs written out so people could go to them, you know, trying to be like, well, here's the exact information. But the truth is all you need to do is if they're looking for you, they can go to the website and they get the website, website, website and search for you. That's what a web was me eliminating 27 characters of that sentence and just smashing it together, you know? So if they want to find Josh Williams comedy, well, go to YouTube and they'll type in Josh Williams comedy. Okay. You don't have to put that on your business card and busy it up and have their brains erase that information. So my business card now, very simple. It has my website, it has my email address, and it has four social media logos just to let you know that I'm on those social media platforms. If you want to find me, you just type in Josh Williams comedy, like it says right there on the business card. So less is more. The business cards are very, very sharp now because there's not a lot going on in them, but less is more. So, um, shit like that guys, graphic design for everyone, understand the building blocks so you can do it yourself. Great book. R- probably I got to say really high up there in my favorite DK books that I've read. They're all, all DK books are amazing, but, but what this teaches you, you know, uh, it's going to save you a lot of money in graphic design schooling. Um, it's not going to make you an expert, um, but it's going to get you pretty damn, pretty damn close to uh, professional. So, uh, if, if not enough to make it professional, so dk.com graphic design for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Dk.com slash the in Canada.com in the States. Just teach DK books. My partners at Dorland Kindersley, another fucking knockout for them. Graphic design for everyone. Said it a few times, guys, this week coming up, I am, uh, building my nerd boxes, sleeping my nerd games, man. Am I ever going to have fun being a nerdy ass motherfucker? Um, I'm going to be hanging out with Brody tomorrow, I believe is the plan. And then I spend this weekend doing, uh, some, some more PlayStation VR stuff. So looking forward to that. I got a busy week ahead of me. I'm happy to be home. Um, nothing on the comedy calendar this week, but you know what? I've, I've done a lot of comedy in the last two weeks. I'm okay to have a couple, a uh, couple of days off. Still working hard. I'm doing a beer promo. I think this weekend or next weekend too. I got a, I, a lot of stuff coming up. So looking forward to it. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Of course, as always, you can send me an email at contact one man podcast.com. Follow me on the socials. Like it says at the intro, uh, at the beginning of this, um, you guys are the best. I love hearing from you. Oh shit. What am I doing? What am I fucking doing? I have emails this week Two. Oh shit. I got, I got, I'm so used to you guys not communicating with me that, uh, I'm just, I'm blaming you for it. Um, no, I'm just used to you guys, uh, us not talking. Where's my fucking one man podcast email address. Is it not even on here? That's weird. Sorry, I'm on my iPad here and I've never even added my one man podcast. Oh, duh. Don't have the Wi-Fi on. So let's see. That's, it seemed a little weird that I was missing a mailbox here, but yeah, no one man podcast on my iPad. That means I've not added that. Okay. Well, looks like I gotta go to the computer then. Um, bop, buddy, bop, buddy, bop, boop, bop, 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 beep. So it looks like the same amount of email addresses. 
One, two, three, four, five, six. No, there's only five. Okay. Well, maybe I can uh, pull this up from the computer here. If you'll let me do that. Oh, look at me taking forever. I'm the fucking worst. Come on, where's the one from the computer? Send it on over. Ugh. Sorry, gang. All right, let's see if I can move this thing a little closer so I can just read right off the computer. All right. So first email coming from a listener, James. I'm so sorry. It almost like it was over and then back to this. So, uh, Hey buddy, it's James Sarsfield. Long time listener. First time writer. Good to hear. Vanessa has been doing well and pat on the back to her husband. Apparently, uh, he's talking to me, LOL. Self-love is important, but you might want to take it easy. Maybe some lube. Yeah. Cause I broke my dick. Apparently it, um, and he shares something here. I just, I'm just not sure I can share. So not that I'm leaving it out and I'm, I'm addressing that I'm leaving something out. Um, but, uh, but I just don't know if, if, uh, the other party mentioned in this would want to, uh, be mentioned. Um, anyways, uh, man, keep the episodes coming. Excited to hear the new show you got coming. I'm excited to have more on it. I have not worked a lot on it. I've been too busy. Um, I hope to come to absolute when you are there next. Uh, cheers, buddy. James, thanks for writing in pal. And I'm sorry that I left the, the stuff out. Just, uh, I just want to make sure, you know, all parties involved would want that shit. And I think you even addressed it. So I'm not sure that you even wanted me to, uh, to, to read up necessarily what you had put, but, um, I'm just glad you're reaching out, buddy. It's great to know that, uh, that you're listening and I hope, uh, I hope you're enjoying the episodes. Um, yeah, have that, uh, I was going to say, keep writing in, man. I want to know what's going on with you. And if you want to come to a show, by all means, let me know. Thank you for, uh, thank you for the email, Vanessa has sent me uh, another one. So here's what red has. I don't know why I moved back. I moved back like like I didn't have two emails to read. So red, my co-host from last week says, okay, so this is for the United States, but we can safely assume guidelines in Canada are just as are, are just as if guidelines in Canada are just as if not more strict. Sorry, there's some punctuation mission there. I can't take uh whatever. Oh, but red also added this. She goes, also insulin was invented by a Londoner. His name was Frederick G. Banting in 1921. Dr. Frederick G. Banting became the first individual to isolate the secretions from the islet cells, islet cells, um, and tout them as a potential treatment for diabetes. So red was trying to figure that out last week and she fucking sucked at research at the time, but I'm, I'm my guess is she did not let this go. She wanted to find it. So here's the, this is me drinking water bottles. Her and I were complaining. So red has sent me this article regarding uh, tap water, I believe. So again, she said it's from the U S but she would assume that the guidelines in Canada are just as strict, if not more. So here's something I'll be reading. It's called the truth about tap. The link she sent me. Lots of people think drinking bottled water is safer. Is it? Fuck. How long is this? Oh, it's not that long. Okay. This also looks like clickbait red at the bottom. There's all these extra fucking things. So I hope this is from a, a reputable thing. The NRDC, which stands for, I don't know. It won't tell me. Truth about tap. Few questions confound health conscious conservationists. Jesus Christ. Guys, can you send me more things with S's, please? Uh, you've only got two months before these Invisaligns are done. And then I can fucking talk like a regular person again. But right now, everything with S's and things like that, my fucking, my tongue and my, my things, my teeth slip apart because of the stupid plastic. Um, a few questions confound health conscious conservationists more than the first one. A, wi- a waiter might ask at a nice restaurant, bottled or tap. I've never been asked that. It's always, would you like water? And it's always tap. We know which is better for the environment. That's easy. 
Not only are millions of tons of plastic bottles clogging our landfills, but it takes 1.3, sorry, 1.63 liters of water to make every liter of Dasani, and the company is doing it in a drought-plagued California. But despite those harsh realities, public concerns about tap water quality, and let's face it, slick marketing, have caused bottled water sales to soar over the past couple of decades. Ads and labels drive home the perception of purity with images of pristine glaciers and crystal clear mountain springs. We now have luxury water bars and what luxury water bars and premium bottled water. Some people are spending 10,000 times more per gallon for bottled water than they typically are for tap. Is it worth the cost? To, well, 10,000 times. Yeah. Your water bill versus bottled water. Is it worth the cost to you and the environment? How is water regulated? It's regulated by different agencies with different missions. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency oversees the quality of water that comes out of your tap. With the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the uh, FDA, U.S. FDA, uh, is responsible for ensuring the safety and truthful labeling of bottled water sold nationally. States are responsible for regulating water that is both packaged and sold within its borders, which is most of the bottled water market, but one in five states doesn't even bother. It's important to note that the federal government does not require bottled water to be safer than tap. In fact, just the opposite is true in many cases. Tap water is most big cities. Uh, what? Tap water in most big cities must be disinfected, filtered to remove pathogens, and tested for cryptosporidium and giardia, giardia, giardia virus. For fuck's sake. Giardia virus. There's too many IAD. Yeah, whatever. A fucking virus. Just say cryptosporidium and, and viruses. Bottled water does not have to be. Both kinds of water are tested regularly for bacteria and most synthetic organic chemicals, but city tap is typically assessed much more frequently. For example, bottled water plants must test for uh, col coliform bacteria just once a week. City taps need to be tested 100 or more times a month. Limits on chemical pollution for both categories are almost identical. The one place where bottled water might have the edge is, the, is in the case of lead, because many older homes have lead pipes. The EPA standard for tap water is less strict. One third of the FDA's standard for lead in bottled water. Okay, but which type of water is actually safer? In 1999, after a four-year... 1999? Okay, that's 20 years ago. Uh, after a four-year review of the bottled water industry and its safer standards, NRDC concluded that this that there is no assurance that that bottled water is cleaner or safer than tap. In fact, an estimated 25% or more of bottled water is really just tap water in a bottle, sometimes further treated, sometimes not. Of the 1,000 bottles tested, the majority proved to be relatively clean and pure. About 22% of the brands tested contain chemicals at levels above state health limits in at least one sample. If consumed over a long period of time, some of those contaminants could cause cancer or other health problems for people with weakened immune systems. Uh, it's funny, I'm actually drinking a bottle of water while I do this podcast. Here, let's do some more ASMR or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know why it just tastes bad now. I have plastic in my mouth all the time from these aligners. Uh, though it's mostly safe, tap might at times also present issues, especially if you live in a rural community with a higher likelihood of pesticide runoff contamination, or if you get water from a private unregulated well or live in an older home. 
I think tap water, I mean, anyone listening to this should consider tap water the shit that's coming from the city. If your tap water is coming from your own private stock, well, obviously it's not being fucking tested. Under right to know provisions in the drinking water law, all tap suppliers must provide annual quality reports to their consumers. You can also test your water yourself. Standard consumer test packages are available through large commercial labs at a relatively reasonable price. Call your state drinking water program or the EPA safe drinking water hotline. There's a number here. You can Google it for a list of contacts. Your water report will point. Uh, now, this is also U.S., right? Keep in mind. Your water report will point up possible risks to health. Fortunately, a home filter distinct, sorry, designed explicitly to strip contaminants will resolve most cases. If you want to take extra precautions, you should purchase filters certified by NSF International, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, they're trying to sell you something here? These models are designated to filter out specific contaminants so you can select one based on your needs. If I still want or need to buy bottled water, how do I know what I'm buying? Even though both the federal government and most states have bottled water safety programs, regulations don't adequately assure consumers of either purity or safety. A few state bottled water programs, for example, those in Massachusetts or New York, maintain lists of the sources, but not all do. Carefully check the label and even the cap. If it says from a municipal source or from a community water system, this means it's derived from tap. If you don't find any information on the bottle, you can call the bottle or bottled water program in your state or the state where it is packaged and ask about the source. Could the actual bottle pose a health risk? Recent research suggests that it might cause, might be cause for concern. Chemicals called, uh, fuck, P-H-T-H-A phthalates, which are known to distribute testosterone and other hormones, can lead... Uh, can leach into bottled water over time. One study found the water that has been stored for 10 weeks in plastic and in glass bottles contains phthalates, suggests that the chemicals, what? Suggesting that the chemicals could be coming from the plastic cap or liner. Although there are regularly regulatory standards limiting phthalates in tap, <laughs> there are no legal limits in bottled water. The bottled water industry wage, waged a successful campaign opposing the FDA proposal to set a legal limit for these chemicals. That's the whole article. So does anybody hit red? I'm a little disappointed in you. Uh, does anyone feel like this actually said anything that we don't already know? Yeah. Bottled water has some regulations. Tap water has other. Which one's safer? Well, you know, some of them still have this and the other ones have that. So you didn't answer my question. And here's the thing. If you want to know, you can buy it and test yourself and then choose what you want to remove. Okay. But what's what? You didn't tell me what's what and what it does and whatever. What a waste of a fucking... Yeah, well, I'm sorry, guys. I wasted 15 minutes of your life with that. Red, you should be goddamn ashamed of yourself. Next time you get me, you get me a goddamn water bottle doctor on here. I get what you're saying. There's tests that are done in the water, but testing it and, and being like, actually, we don't have this and the bottled water has that. It's like, it sounds like there's shit in the, the regular water supply you can get too. Everything's going to kill you, man. Eat kale and you're going to get a hypothyroidism, you know? it's You can't fucking win. Everything's going to kill you. And on that note, guys, go out and live your lives. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Um, I hope you're having a great, uh, like I said, I hope you're having a great week. I hope that this podcast maybe made you laugh or was at least mildly interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go do some fun stuff this weekend, and I will tell you all about it next week, guys. Take care until then. My doobie-eyed Madonna A triple fire alarm All the other rogues and darling Get sent to the farm
Hey. Okay. 